0: Welcome to Girls Room, where each week we unpack the foundational text of the 2010s, HBO's Girls. I'm Julia Gray. I have my incredible co-host with me, Drew Haskins.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: And for season, or episode two of season five, we have Nylon's culture editor and hilarious shit poster all around it girl, love her, Layla Halabian. How you doing?
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. I... Truly, what I did was I searched your Twitter handle and then girls searched her Twitter handle and then like Hannah Horvath. I was like, there's no way she doesn't have some like perfect girls takes.
2: I love girls. I've been a day one girls mm-hmm. fan. Like when it came out, um, I remember truly watching the premiere and being like, okay, best show loved it. Yeah. So it's been I've and I've never stopped loving it. I'll say that. I've been writing for it this the past decade
1: you are in perfect hands today as two people who are in the same boat like it it really is just such a perfect show and the episode we're going to talk about today really drove that home for me too like just like what a great little show um i do want to ask um because i had a bunch of off pod discussions with friends this week and Apparently season five is actually a lot more divisive than I think Julie and I sort of think it is. What are your thoughts on season five in general?
2: Well, season five, this is like the beginning of um, Jessa and Adam, right? Mm -hmm. Which when I first watched it, I remember feeling very divisive about it. And it's been a minute since I haven't rewatched this season in a very very long time so I'm a little blurry on the details but I feel like at this age I think it's like really good I think season four was the one where it was kind of like shaky for me where I felt like it was I didn't really I would rank that one the lowest season but I liked season five I feel like what we see with Hannah and Jessa and Adam is like really compelling I love their sobriety i love that they go to aa i love that they're like nasty twisted people it's good
0: (laughs) yeah i feel like i remembered season four being less good than i thought it was this time around Mm -hmm. and then season five i don't remember at all
2: yeah I mean, what I remember the most, and I think it must be this season when they're on a balcony and Adam or Hannah notices Adam looking at Jessa. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Like Mm -hmm. this is the season. And that to me, I was like, I'm still haunted by that scene to this day. Like if it ever comes up, I like truly feel like I have a fever. Like it's so arresting.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a very... I think the main critique that some of my friends gave me was they didn't like that the girls were all split up, which to me seems like the point of this season and the next season, like this two season long arc in which this front group gradually outgrows each other. And I get that watching season five, you know, sequentially without knowing what was to come later, that is kind of alienating. But I don't know. I just, I love... I I think season five is great like one of the absolute best seasons
2: yeah and it's also like the show is not a sitcom like you can't just like keep people being friends when there's so much driving them apart so it's like it sucks sucks when people can't stay friends but also like as Shoshana says like they don't like each other so what is there to do
0: really how do you think when was your last like full rewatch
2: Last full rewatch must have been like a couple years ago, but Mm -hmm. um, in earlier this winter, I was watching, doing a rewatch and I got to the Beach House episode and then I had to do something else. I don't know. And then stop. something happened.
1: (laughs) So you've said that you have always thought it was good since day one, which correct opinion. Um, How do you think what do you think hasn't aged super well on this show if anything
2: um I don't know I feel like yes it could have had a more diverse cast sure uh but otherwise I don't know I think the writing is really incredible and I think the archetypes that Lena Dunham creates with her characters are still true to this day and I think it's like a perfect biting satire. <laughs> like yeah, I really have a hard time um yeah, I don't really feel like I have that many critiques about it and I do think that she has such a good eye cuz she found Adam Driver. I'm like, "Are you serious?" like yeah. and yeah. I also like Jemima Kirk, I know that like they've been friends from the womb essentially, but like I think she's an incredible talent as well and listen, i love allison williams like <laughs> i say she's a true once in a generation freak and we're lucky to have her
1: yeah i um i was listening earlier today to the new uh, for any bitch sesh listeners they just like went indie and launched this supplementary podcast that they interviewed out Al- or um andrew rannells today mm. who so funny i guess has a book out but he told all these stories about allison williams that made her seem like a little bit insane but also like
0: oh my god cool like what?
1: Marnie. just like I guess they were on a flight together that was experiencing like apocalyptic turbulence and she was the only one on the plane who wasn't freaking out wasn't actively screaming on the plane she was reading her book the whole time and apparently she told oh. Andrew Reynolds that like what like this is the plane that's gonna go down and then she just kept like sipping on like a vodka tonic and reading a book. like i was like
2: that's inspired like i it's feel cool. like i need to remember that the next time i'm like panicking it's like mm, now it's the end of the
0: world i don't like <laughs> wait wait she's she said this isn't the plane that's gonna go down or yeah she's is? like
1: this isn't gonna be the plane that goes down
0: yeah. oh my god wow no couldn't be me uh-uh Every plane I want is the plane that's going to go down until I land.
2: That is an incredible attitude
0: to have.
2: And I'm going to think about that forever. I love that. Next time I take off, I'll be like, this plane. (laughs) I have the spirit of Allison Williams
0: with me in my heart. So (laughs) 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 that's beautiful. Do you have like a favorite girl's episode or girl's moment that you find yourself coming back to?
2: Um yes I have I think one of the funniest lines ever written um in tv that I've watched is in the crack great when Hannah sees Adam and she's like oh my god that's Adam and Jessica goes well he does look like the original man <laughs> oh. that is the funniest thing to me um so that's one of my favorite moments ever I also love and think a lot about um Charlie and Ray's song where are you going in those kids, I Mm -hmm. think that's really good I don't know I have a lot of um just like favorite lines I feel and those are like maybe my top two yeah
1: this show does not get enough credit for coming up with some of the funniest fake music ever like we've been talking a lot recently about Marty and desi's album titles like Coca Pelli Shelley, the unofficial mascot of girls room but like those early charlie ray songs so funny like i mean obviously everything they do with marnie like it, it's lonely island levels of uh of song it and parody.
2: There's, yeah the songs are unreal the musical moments are so funny and it's like Yeah, I don't feel like people were appreciating how funny it was at the time. Like much of the show. Yeah. um,
0: I feel like I, I feel like I think I know the answer to this question, but I could be wildly wrong. Which girl are you?
2: Okay, this is the most controversial opinion. Um, I... Love Marnie. I'm sorry. Like, I love her and I've always loved her. And whenever people are ragging on her, I'm like, listen, maybe she's wrong, but I understand where she's coming from. Cause yeah. it's like, I feel like sometimes it, okay. I like her because I know what it's like to be the only person who's trying to make something happen in a group and it's like you're dealing with like a bunch of degenerates and you're like oh my god like I need one person who wants who knows how to do logistics and I guess it's me but I do love Shoshana I feel like I'm maybe like 60 40 50 50 on a good day kind of thing. But, yeah, of course I wish I would, I had more of, like, the joie de vivre and, like, the je ne sais quoi of fucking Jessa. But, like, that's, that's just not me and it's never been me, but I've always been friends with Jessa, so I feel like I understand how to, like, navigate that mm-hmm. type of personality a lot.
1: So there's no Hannah in your chart at all?
2: I mean, I mean, I'm sure there is, but I don't want to, like, cop to it. <laughs> I'm sure there is yeah I mean being I feel like I've grown out of a lot of my Hannah isms I like when I was younger I feel like I had a lot more but it's like I try not to be Mm -hmm. super self-involved (laughs) and take a step back and have perspective and not see the things as the end of the world constantly or like yeah like everybody like hates me sort of thing but yeah now i'm just like yeah who cares like if they hate me that sucks (laughs) moving now i'm more like allison williams where i'm like this is not the plane
0: that's going down like what can you do but yeah that's my final answer i feel like i thought you were gonna be like marnie sun jessa rising that's really flattering and i really appreciate that you
2: (laughs) But I have any sort of Jessa to me. <laughs> I can see it. You do have a joie to be. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. This is music to my ears. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Shall Sweet. we? Yeah. Let's Please. get into the episode. <sighs> Incredible. Right. So, quick recap. Last episode, we saw Marnie and Desi get married. Um, the girls were getting ready for this free people ass edward edward sharp and the magnetic zeros tumbler wedding uh and everything that could go wrong did her makeup being the first oh, oh my god her <laughs> makeup being the first bridget Everett doing this like incredibly strong lip <laughs> on marnie so funny uh we saw jessa make out with adam it rains desi swims in the pond there's a lot goes on but um uh they end up getting married and hannah finds out this is desi's eighth engagement first real marriage um <laughs> yeah. and crucially marnie does not find that out because mm-hmm. hannah came to her senses
2: yep
1: i also want to shout out um weirdly coincidentally marnie's makeup went viral this week uh and thank you so much to all the listeners who dm'd us about this because uh I think a lot of people are at season five and their girls rewatch right now. Clearly, oh god, so perfect
2: timing. I did see the makeup on Twitter, and I was like, "Wow, that was really a moment." Mm-hmm. A lot of the times when I'm watching Girls, I'm like, "You had to be there. Like, you had to be at Barney's wedding and see it for yourself." Like, <laughs> like, how it
0: feels. Oh my god, we need to we need to capitalize on that viral moment, Drew. We're so bad at whatever. Yeah, what well, <laughs> what well we time, should do so
1: julia's gonna do my makeup and a nikki tutorial style <laughs> vlog i'm gonna get that like chocolate brown lip liner mm-hmm. i'm gonna look so beautiful and gorgeous and that's that's what's gonna happen like and
2: the girls on tiktok are gonna be like this is how you do nesquik lip <laughs> <laughs> <just> like... <Yes. laughs>
1: a little bit of ovaltine under the eyes like <laughs> just for a little uh
2: no literally so funny god um, but yeah um that wedding is so funny that's like such a good episode and I do mm-hmm. feel like the next one the one that we're talking about does continue on the momentum like I really I forgot how good of a show this is and like how much goes down
1: yeah this is a really funny episode first and foremost like some of the plot points are a little transitional here and there and they also have a few episodes every season that are kind of like this but this one was I thought screamingly funny. Especially, the beginning of this was a little harrowing with Fran's uh, mentally ill roommate oh drawing like a body yeah. chalk line on the floor. <laughs> like full CSI green point. But,
2: yeah, Hannah's um, bush getting str- catching strays from like <laughs> two, minutes, two minutes into the episode.
0: It's like, you know it's going to be good. Oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. We, we should definitely start with Hannah's storyline. But... Yeah i i did laugh out loud when she whips her tit out i don't like i i feel like i stopped paying attention to the logic of the conversation and then she whips it out and i i'm like wait how did that happen she like
1: pulls down the shirt to cover the bush as oh, one okay, would. Sure, sure. But yeah. then, like, obviously, there's an equal yet opposite reaction in the other way. <laughs> and yeah, uh,
2: she's like a maiden caught in the rain. She's like, oh. <laughs> just like outfalls the tit. Oh my God.
1: Julie and I both noted separately that this was like the episode of Sex in the City where Miranda flashes her tit to the gay guy across the alley. <laughs> like, oh my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. An episode I just watched. Um, but oh. I also love this episode has so many good kind of throwaway lines like she says um he didn't touch me but he (laughs) could have
2: I I laughed out loud
0: (laughs) which is so perfectly Hannah like for what this episode lacks in I guess big story moments it it totally makes up for it jokes per minute
2: I do feel like it sets up a lot, though. I think it, like the wheels are in motion in this episode, and I mean, we do need one episode that's
0: like doing that table setting. Yeah, that's that's definitely as Drew always says. You, I didn't know this term before you, Drew. It's a table setting episode. Oh, you wow. got set the table before you eat the meal. I guess you do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Amazing. I'm adding that to bottle episode as the two TV terms. Right <laughs> Same. I think
1: my favorite scene of the episode was the next one in the Hannah sequence when Fran has moved in to escape this guy um and we find out that Hannah and Elijah have this glorious like romantic little ritual every morning where they just like passionately make out before leaving like that was such um so I can say this, like, fag and hag behavior. I was just, I loved it. Like, it really, like, it sent it it it. my heart soaring.
2: I know, like, uh, they said they've worked a
0: really long time to get to that point. So I congratulate a very, them. A very specific relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Another great line from Hannah. So, um,
2: yeah. I also love any episode where we get Gabby Hoffman, because... Oh she's we need more of her i'm like sometimes i'm always like okay like can i talk can i get a room of casting directors in together can we all go to lunch i'm gonna be like these are the actresses you need to be working with like who are these fucking people you're casting it's like she's great yes. <laughs> where is she right up
0: on the list why yes. was she not in the barbie movie like oh please. my god i did been, like bush barbie like what what's up with There's that a- she could have wanted to market
2: yeah she could have been the Birkenstock Barbie but like Kate McKenna like mm-hmm. she could have been living in that hut outside of Barbie <laughs> Land like there was room for her.
1: I did get a DM from a listener a few weeks ago that said that the reason Gabby Hoffman has not been cast in a lot of stuff is because she allegedly 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 refuses mm-hmm. to be covid compliant um and per set rules um she just isn't going to fly in a lot of you know major studio stuff and even indie studio stuff so
2: that's why that was a little
1: distressing to hear um
2: that just makes that so is, much sense that is really wild alleged T. that's that sucks god mm-hmm.
0: i could see it she's so <laughs> she's so like a just anti-vax in general I yeah, mean, she, she has she the vibe. a hundred percent. Yeah,
1: also, kind of unrelated. Did you all see there's a transparent musical coming to Broadway? Gabby no, Hoffman is not involved. <laughs> that really, uh, spare, that made me us.
2: Upset. spare us. Yeah, seriously. That's the last thing we as a culture need is yeah. that about to come to Broadway.
0: You think, uh, the music- do you think Hari Neff is going to come back for it? Um who knows she does seem a little busy these days
2: she's, she's booked and busy coming up but we'll see um i didn't have a chance to see her at her last stage performance so maybe uh maybe i'll catch this one yeah <laughs> we'll make a special trip we'll definitely we'll definitely see her
0: at barbie and see what's going on <laughs> her, <but>. very excited <laughs> for that um, um speaking of gabby hoffman speaking of caroline we have to go to Laird and Caroline's apartment where um, Caroline is mad at Laird for suggesting they use agave and Caroline is um, just stressed mom mode, hands the baby over to Adam while she goes to the bathroom for important detail, 40 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, do
2: not knock before that.
0: Oh, perfect. Um, And then I think Adam says something like, well, Laird, don't you deserve some time? And he says, I don't deserve time. I didn't push a baby out of my pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> I love John Glazer in this yeah. show. He's a gift every time he graces our screens.
1: He's so wonderful. I just I love him as a beleaguered dad too. Like he's so happy that Adam is there to like bear paw this child and just gorgeous. Like beautiful little character work i also would like to shout out adam driver for looking to me to me peacock this scene oh
0: yeah
2: yeah the hair is really working for him
0: he's looking yeah. good yeah it's a good season for him i also love that he doesn't know how to hold a baby at all yeah as we can see in this scene just completely kind of Emily ratajkowski that baby yeah it's like a bad guy <laughs> Yeah.
1: I liked the little piece of physical comedy he did when the Lair- no um Caroline was trying to hand him the baby and he like goes flat on his back and Caroline just sets the baby on top of him like like a plate on a table um <laughs> it's so funny to me. <laughs> like I
2: know
1: oh my god
2: and it's like Oh, just, it's just the beginning of him like being obsessed with Jessa which always truly is so painful for me but it's like I also
0: really love yeah. the storyline that's happening Um, before we move back into Hannah's storyline we do need to um point out when Laird said Hannah told him that she had big vagina surgery when they first met and that's why they couldn't date <laughs>
2: I know you see the realization coming across his face. He's like, oh yeah, that's definitely
0: <laughs> I I mean again, this episode just that that's when that's when I knew, like, okay, this is the kind of episode we're watching. This is yeah.
2: I, I mean, was- when you have Gabby and you have Laird, it's like, okay, or whatever's happening is like gonna be great. We are have- <laughs> exactly. in business.
1: Yeah. We got all the big guest stars this episode too. I mean, because we got you know, Tad and Green later, but I we'll get into all these. But there was this um a cameo that we need to make space for that comes up later in the episode that is very important. Oh,
0: true! In
1: girls' history, and
0: uh,
1: oh. it's coming up. But um, getting back to Hannah, so <laughs> this was crazy to me. Hannah's teaching goodbye Columbus to eighth graders,
2: and like the her reasoning for it was also one of the funniest things i wrote it down because it needs to be said verbatim i think they're going to gain a unique understanding of how jewish men particularly in their 20s are just this very specific mix of sexual bravado and extreme self-hatred and it can be really destructive to the girls they choose to fuck (laughs)
0: Layla, thank you for writing that down honestly it was what it was like hearing
2: it again i was like oh my god she's the a genius
1: like there are people who have phds to study philip roth and all that work eliminated why say a book when you can say it in one line that is that perfectly written just I
0: know. Know that. <laughs> oh my god she, she just is so perfect i love also the bratty kid saying they shouldn't be reading a book about birth control quote-unquote <laughs> <laughs> with their like uh- pink Starbucks refresher
2: yeah she's like please don't spread your ideologies when I leave the room it's like, yeah. Yeah. Tell her. Tell her, like
1: I get why Hannah is a terrible teacher from a professional professionalism standpoint but if I had a teacher like Hannah Horvath when I was in eighth grade and honestly I kind of did at Hoover Julia yeah, for oh. English um Mrs. Brooks did
0: you have her No. Well, she was,
1: like, this, like, (laughs) 65-year-old crazy woman, but she would get, like, wild with themes. We talked about, like, I mean, we went to a very liberal public middle school, but, like, we talked about, like, homosexuality in that class, and that was, to me at the time, very Um, forward-thinking. Yeah. But Hannah would have been very, like, incredible as a teacher, I think.
2: Yeah, I feel like Hannah reminds me of this English teacher that I had in high school who basically she like came she was testing out a theory that she like came up with like at her university where she was like I'm yeah. gonna like, I'm gonna you know we're just not gonna ever do homework we're not gonna do tests it was like an AP lit class and she's like we're just gonna I don't like overhead lighting she was like overhead she was truly like overhead lighting is oppressive and she had the like, <laughs> dim lights and she brought all these lamps in and threw like shawls over them and we didn't have any desks and we had couches everywhere and this was like at. Our huge public school where we had a thousand kids per grade. So it was like this was not the norm. And you would just like walk in. She's like, Yeah, I don't even believe in being on time in the morning. Like, whenever you get here, you get here. And I was like, This is truly this is what this is what education is all about. And (laughs) I don't really, I can't really say whether or not she was a great teacher, but I do remember being like, I could stay learning like this forever but yeah the environment a plus and i feel like hannah fosters that type of environment
0: as well something like it um unfortunately the principal doesn't agree she goes to his office and he says um (laughs) she says something like well i think this was the best philip roth to teach the kids and he says well i think that the best philip roth for kids is no philip roth (laughs) So perfect. <laughs> oh my god so funny um and then she gets a phone call from her dad oh my god and this is when things things shift
2: yeah i really feel for tad he's so lost but he's like he's so sweet about it he's just like it's you can't help but like root for him but you're also like you really need to get it together like what's why are you calling your mess of a daughter to come help you out in this situation?
1: Yeah, it's it's just messy gay behavior, which is no crime. But, like, I, you know, it's a very, like, 13-year-old closeted gay thing to just type in gay to a search browser and then somehow yeah. end up on gay.com as someone. I, I That has probably happened to me before. Um, so funny. It was... I felt so bad that he got catfished though by this like guy with a like sinister purple apartment. (laughs) Like.
0: That was so good. Oh my god. I. I
2: was gonna say he got catfished by like truly a peer of his. Like that's somebody that he otherwise would have been like dating. And like that's the type of guy that like is in his sort of wheelhouse I would say.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they even looked fairly similar to each other like similar vibes um I did I found this very true to like that like gay online hookup experience too that like even though the pictures are not the same and the vibe is not quite right you just go through with it anyway and then in your haste to leave leave something that's classic classic gay shenanigan
2: yeah I feel like he experienced it all at
0: once (laughs) and so you know Yeah, I love him. He's he's like coming of age, and he does not need to bring Hannah along for the ride, but he is. When does he come out again?
1: Last season, okay. um, He comes out as Lorene gets tenure, which just is the worst possible time. Rough, rough episode. And I mean, Lorene's still going through it too. Like these phone calls, um. From Lorene to Hannah when she's like clearly like blackout and just chaining sigs. Are always they've gone from like funny at first to actually just deeply sad at this point. And like I know the the line about um, oh, I'm surprised he's not on Christopher Street drowning in a pool of semen. Like, yes, it's like funny and it's played for laughs, but it's also like so
2: vicious. It,
1: it's vicious and like Becky and Baker is so good at playing this deep well of hurt like she's just she is just such a fantastic actor in general but um she finally asked for a divorce which is the big kind of plot the main plot point of this episode I would say
0: yeah
2: it is such a I feel like only child thing too where both of your parents see you as like their friend and their therapist and like they refuse to kind of like Acknowledge that, like, that parent child sort of dynamic continues, or just like, no, well, now you're like in it, and you're just like, why are you telling me this? Like, can you, like, why am I involved? Can you guys handle this on your own? Yeah. It's very sad, but it's also seeing, I feel like Lorraine's pain and like Tad's like confusion are so hard to see back to back together
1: yeah I mean it is like it's a 30 year shared relationship that just crumbles because of dishonesty which is kind of the worst way for something like this to crumble and look it's
2: and your daughter's ex-boyfriend knew years ago and like could have saved you guys all the heartache had she just delivered the message or accepted it earlier
1: i mean to be fair elijah's message was delivered um (laughs) with not a lot of love in mind (laughs) it's uh
0: father's gay Uh, was that uh, was it just your father's gay bye i can't remember yeah
1: it's so funny to be still to this day that like this entire plot line stems from that like prophecy just unbelievable it's called the long game
2: piercing he got on a trip with his male friends <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. Like, are, are we hearing ourselves oh my god that's another like really truly iconic moment
0: yeah we need to re-watch that episode i feel yes, like we, we talked about it before like we need to do some since we started this show on green room r.i.p we gotta revisit some of the heavy hitters anyway are those, are those episodes lost to the ether or no, no they're, they're just... on our
1: feed you can go listen oh, okay. to them right now but the audio Perfect. quality is booger boots and uh we just we need to give them a new tune up so
0: we also had to interact with the chat you know oh. we had to sometimes be like oh blah blah is saying that they loved it you know
2: oh yeah yeah yeah. i remember that ah. when... and... i don't remember what show it was for but yeah i remember
1: we love our listeners. We love interacting with our listeners, but we prefer to receive DMs about <laughs> Gabby Hoffman potentially being an anti-vaxxer uh, over making time for chats. <laughs> live conversation. Exactly.
2: No, the tea has a time and place, and it's not while potting is happening. Potting no. is a secret.
0: <laughs> this is not <laughs> a live Um, Though... We must get back to Hannah mainly because I want to discuss the dog in this man's apartment.
2: Oh <laughs> yes. my god! Thank you. Oh. I love that Chihuahua. So perfect. She, Her name she, is like what's what's the name of the dog again? Does he oh. say it? I want to say it was like Ethel or something like that. That
1: would track. I, I didn't write it down, but like you yeah. could have told me any Ethel-esque name and I would have been like, yeah, that. Oh. I, I recently moved to a new neighborhood that has a lot of old gay couples in it. And the guys a few doors down from me have two chihuahuas who always bark at me when I'm out for my runs. But I recently found out that one of the chihuahuas' names is Grayson, which is such a good like gay <laughs> guy <laughs> little dog name. <laughs>
2: yeah I truly I love Chihuahuas so much so to see mm -hmm. to see a star Chihuahua on screen just fills my heart with joy and Hannah just being like yeah she should be in catalogs I don't know her (laughs) interaction with him is so beautiful and she's just like Hannah is pure of like she's like she really wants to connect with people even in this like Truly awkward get in and get out situation. She yeah. can't help, like sit and talk and then just like. That is so she, true. She's right? like really considering being like, oh, wait, can I get your card for these boots? Like you can see the wheels turning. And she's like, I gotta <laughs> go. <laughs> like...
0: oh so the guy that Hannah's dad slept with is a boot dealer, um a fine boot dealer. And she goes to retrieve her dad's wallet from the apartment and um, I don't know about you guys, but the picture that Tad painted was um, way darker than what she walked in on. Uh, This sweet, sweet old man and his tiny pooch. And I didn't see any purple in the apartment. I don't know.
2: Yeah. No, I see purple
0: was there he he said purple everything was purple that's what he said
1: it was um I believe the Crayola color is marvelous um that's that's the the tone I was picking (laughs) up from that
2: no Tad was definitely exaggerating he was definitely being a little queen about it but it's like yeah he was he was so sweet he was such a sweet old man I would not like if my if hypothetically my dad after, had to end a 30-year marriage to explore his homosexuality I would be like this is a nice yeah. man uh, to like... back, yeah to bareback fuck He <laughs> <laughs> didn't even mention that like
1: yeah that, I think that's definitely what Tad's more freaked out about is like the, the barebacking of this like old <laughs> like or this boot salesman like that's that's the real transgression here I guess but yeah. um I yeah. I loved Hannah's line that was like I can't trust any of you people and by you people I don't mean gay men I mean white men over the age of fifty. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Cool. Oh, um, it's perfect.
1: Um, her, her nuance is just, I mean, it's it's not there, but like when it's there, it's just a thing to behold. So yeah,
0: truly. Um, I love her calling Elijah. Uh, when she finds out he had unprotected sex with the boot dealer. Um, and Elijah says Hannah's having a gay emergency with her gay dad. <gasps> <laughs> Poor so, Ray. Oh, God. Um, the episode ends on Hannah with, like, tears in her eyes, telling her dad she'll always be here for him, which I thought was a really, like, sweet and powerful ending. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think yeah Hannah's relationship with her parents is really I think a highlight of the show I think is really beautiful and it's like you know we start with them trying to make her an adult and it just like keeps failing and it's like now they really don't even they they still they need her
1: yeah like yeah. the child becomes the parent Mm -hmm. that's a cliche but it is it is a really well done depiction of that dynamic and especially as an only child too like she is the rock for these two in a way that feels so um it's so uncomfortable but like she's the only person who can take on the burden of all this
2: yeah i mean when elijah just walks by and they're both sitting at the booth sobbing it's like
1: (laughs) yeah like, like, like,
2: like yeah i'm not i'm out of here
1: should we move on to the Elijah Ray section yeah. of the episode? Because this is what, this is. Well, I guess there were two cameos in this. One section.
0: more important than the other. In my One opinion. more
1: important than the other for sure. But um, Elijah is now working at Ray's coffee shop, um, and there's a new, competing coffee shop across the street called Helvetica, which perfect so- perfect name. Um,
2: they have a breastfeeding area. Like, <laughs> oh my god. And the, there's like a sign when you walk in where it's like, no Wi-Fi. And I'm like, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed yeah. that
1: the the coffee that Elijah was drinking from Helvetica, the cup had it was two parentheses and then the lowercase h in the middle. I was like, the set design on this show oh, or like the, the art design or whatever, just yeah. so so good. So Spot on. on. <laughs> um, So Ray confronts the baristas at Helvetica about um, like them serving lidless coffee and forcing these hipsters to go across the street to steal lids from Ray. The non-binary barista is played by Lena Dunham's sibling, Cyrus Dunham. Which, history, history. The, I, know, I don't want to get into the history but like a much discussed figure in, in Lena lore
2: no truly um mm. I know and I immediately I was like oh there you are <laughs> <laughs> really funny character too um so funny and it's like after their co-worker this is Ray and it's like it's like an Applebee's it's like a caribou it's like just literally naming like it's like an (laughs) olive garden I'm just like okay wow just like just get a knife out and stab him already and then it's like (laughs) and then Cyrus shows up just snickering and I really feel like that was maybe that scene and that interaction it might be like one of the first that we've seen where it's like we're going to like twist your words around and like you're now like because you're like we're gonna like make you into this like villain when you are just trying to have like a conversation about something and it's like okay I'm not even being received like I have to back away which I feel like now it's it's just one of those things when people are always like well you know cancel culture and you're like yeah heard of it like okay (laughs) 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 I feel like one of the first like scenes on tv that we saw that like um highlighted these types of interactions which again because she's a
0: genius so yeah ahead of its time like I love uh Ray misgendering the barista and um I don't remember what he says at first um but then he says sir yes no sir and then he said uh female and then (laughs) female are you a biologist are you a detective (laughs) (laughs) so
2: funny yeah
1: Uh, Um, I actually came in with a little game for today. Oh Um, my god. One single trivia question, but when I went on to IMDB to verify that this is indeed was Cyrus Dunham, I found out what this character's name was supposed to be. Oh. So guess out of the next four options, what is this character's name?
2: I'm so excited.
1: A. Sock. B. lob. C, radish, or D, zephyr?
0: Oh, those are so good.
2: As much as I want it to be a sock, I think it's
0: D, zephyr. (laughs) Okay, I have a follow-up question. How is lob spelled?
1: L-O-B. Okay,
0: I think it's radish
1: okay it's neither it is lob crazily (laughs) this character's name is lob um yeah i don't really have much to say about that i just thought that was so funny (laughs) to me oh
0: my god that's so perfect i also love um the owner or co-barista saying um uh, well well, radish or lob says kind of a chance right out of the store is like white man white man (laughs) And then the the owner, or whoever, is like, thank you for saying what I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and they hug. Oh, it just, uh, just such a, so ahead of its time. Oh, so, so kind of securing the whole, I don't know, discourse without being like, you know, old man waves fist at cloud about it or whatever. Yeah. Like, so
1: that is a joke that I think very could have, easily been written in 2023 and somehow was written and filmed in 2015 like Lena once again just completely
2: mm-hmm. ahead
1: of the game on all of this. Yeah,
2: it's really shocking that this is not <laughs> a contemporary like didn't come out yeah. last month kind of thing. It's shocking it's not on and just like that. Yes. So. <laughs> 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 oh wow. Yeah, rock
0: schoolmate lob. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, laughs> Bob and Radish. <laughs>
2: um um
0: Before we move on to the Adam Jessa um, plot line, uh, we see Elijah have like, I love them, the show starting to, you know, give Elijah more, I guess, of a story. Um, I I feel like they, he he deserved even more than they gave him. But I like this is we see the start of Elijah's um, as his own character when he has this little romantic run in. Yeah,
1: and shout out to two things. One, to Corey Stoll for being to me the hottest bald guy, and B, another perfect character name from the girls' team, Dill Harcourt. Incredible news anchor, incredible name. Period, but incredible like gay news anchor name. Like it just.
0: Dill
2: Harcourt. Oh, I So glad I had the subtitles on because, like, when I heard it, I was like, "Dill who? Like <laughs> Dill hard what? Like I just." really funny yeah i love it i love seeing elijah getting to be in love and like are like the beginnings of it and like i feel like he's always so sure with himself around hannah and then to see him have like this very human like human moment where he's just like fuck i like said the wrong thing i played it wrong and it's like sweet Mm -hmm. i like that
1: should we move on to adam and jessa
2: yes please
1: yeah
0: layla's favorite um, i
2: i love it doesn't me so much distress but i really i think it's the realest thing i think it's like such a true um relationship and like something that would happen yeah. to people finding solace in each other and like trying not to be bad but they really can't help it
1: yeah I mean them like stealing glances at each other during this AA meeting while a woman is recounting a truly horrific story about getting three DUIs and then run running over a little Polish
0: kid with her body (laughs) I would love to be in that writer's room listening to them like okay what is the worst thing someone could be talking about at AA okay running a kid over uh with a bike yeah right? I, I wrote down the
1: exact the exact line is you should see what a bike does to a little push, kid
0: <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> crazy. oh, oh so my scary. god oh, these writers them also like pounding on the door trying to like block each other and like to prevent them from leaving and talk to each other also great physical comedy Adam Driver does not get enough credit for being a very good comedian on top of the dramatic stuff
0: yes i agree i i agree with you layla that this is something that would happen them too but i this first interaction we see where they're um like like adam wants to talk about what happened and jessa doesn't want to and um they like decide to be friends oh. it just it felt like such a unreal interaction i don't know if it was like something about the dialogue that was s- stiff or what did you guys think of that I think, I think that's when two people are lying
2: and it's yeah. like that sure. when, <laughs> when it's like they're really just trying to like they're doing everything in their power to like try to make something different happen and it's like you're yeah you're just like okay shut up like you're this is sure. not how you feel and that's kind of how I that's what I was my takeaway on it was yeah. that
1: I had a similar takeaway like this I I'm just very bullish on this plot line in general but I liked I mean the carnival stuff was a little silly yeah, to me that's what but it was like, yeah. cute <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: whatever that I thought like the beginning awesome. and the end of it was <laughs> great though yeah I love Jessa has plans she says oh like I can't hang out I have plans and he's like oh okay I'll follow you and the plans are to go to Coney Island and like hassle a, a carnival barker for 30 bucks that he owes her I was like that's like there is no way but also maybe I don't know
2: yeah I just love that her definition of being friends is like you follow me around and it's like true. yeah that's what happens yeah. <laughs> yeah. to the yeah. justice of the world that is how it works
0: that is true that is a great point
2: yeah the montage was like silly but i also like i thought it was more like after you know it's like with the whole fish and it's like i don't know it's just like them lying to each other and just trying so hard to not lean into it Yeah, i feel like i don't know i feel like i i get that i understand
1: (laughs) the touch of adam killing the fish because he's swinging it around too much though was I thought a perfect little character detail
2: (laughs) another physical moment for him it's like he's really nailing it this episode really really nailing it he's swinging those limbs around
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's the original man like he's the (laughs) the, what's the um Leonardo I almost said Leonardo DiCaprio oh my god Leonardo da Vinci sketch where it's like the man going like
0: that, yeah, that is Adam That's what is, Adam? <laughs> yeah. is that
2: supposed to be David I, I think that's Michelangelo uh. Adam, Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Driver is immortal <laughs> he does look like somebody who would be hanging around Da Vinci you know like, yeah. he, uh, no. like, like if you he, if it was revealed that like you know it's like you look in an old photo like I don't know like okay hear me out when you're like there's like a really bad plot in a movie and they're like oh my god the painting it looks just like a guy from present day it's like that Mm. would be adam driver where you're like oh my god he's found in all of these renaissance paintings (laughs) (laughs) and here he is now
0: oh that's so funny
2: but yeah um
0: anyway then they jerk off together yeah which uh, such a mess yeah, they agree dating's not a good idea and this is kind of um I guess this is okay and it's a compromise. It's yeah. very
2: alcoholic behavior to me. Totally. <laughs>
0: it's so funny. I mean that I believed.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Carnival maybe not, but I was like, Yep, this is exactly what would happen.
2: Yeah, and- it's almost like the carnival never happened and they were just imagining that while they were jerking off and it's like <laughs>
0: That's exactly yeah. what we were supposed to. Do. <laughs> I I mean,
1: truly, the carnival thing was the only part of this episode that I didn't really like. I think everything else about this episode was so funny, so well plotted, even for these transitional episodes. Like, I I'm I mean, I really like season five, and I think I'm going to be saying this after every episode, but this one was a real winner to me.
2: Yeah, I definitely think I'm gonna keep watching. And because I really don't remember much about this season. But I do remember loving it so much after season four. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah. I mean, the one that we're covering next week, which everyone get excited for is the Japan episode, which is one of my low key favorite episodes of the show.
2: Yes, Shosh. I do. I really do. You miss Shosh in this episode. And it's like, you realize like how much she adds to it i mean like you you know that but it's like you really do feel like a missing piece for sure
1: and i will say as a fellow marnie and a fellow marnie lover um i did not miss her or desi this episode i hope their honeymoon to like the finger lakes or wherever the fuck is wonderful but i'm glad that we're not getting clued in on it uh for now
2: yeah i know they're just like playing guitar and just like getting into like so many fights and it's <laughs> just like oh my God. can't just can't deal that time to play Desi. what's his name
1: Eben moss Backrack.
2: yeah i love that guy <laughs> although i haven't seen the bear and i might watch it in 2025 too many people are talking about it but like, <laughs> but i do like really appreciate all the success that he's getting i think it's very deserved
1: I went to go see no hard feelings on Mm -hmm. friday night and he is in it for two scenes
2: and he's perfect perfect yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) he was when i came when he came on i was like i love that guy yeah Yeah, no he is like he's just such a like he's so like dopey he's just always like (laughs) yeah
1: that the range he works with is a limited one but he's so good at that type um yeah, more stuff with him in it. I mean, that's yeah. he's he's always just so fantastic. Yeah, we Julia,
2: know that. He's allegedly covid compliant, so we yes. will be sending more stuff. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Okay.
0: Thank God.
1: Um, should we move on to our final segments, Julia?
0: Let's do it. Um, so we first I don't have an answer for this yet, but we like to revisit the question which girl are you but specific to these episodes. So like which girl did you feel most connected to in these episodes? I have okay. an answer locked and loaded for this
1: as a th- this was a lot this is a long time true behavior that finally I've seen represented on screen saying ow when nothing has touched you hit you nothing just saying ow as like an innate physical response is something that Hannah and I both share for that reason I am a Hannah this episode. I
0: love it
2: Okay, this episode, I think I might be a Gabby Hoffman, just because it's like sometimes you really need to be unreasonable and a bitch to the ones who love you the most. And I felt that. And it's like, throw the agave down the drain. I need to watch you do it. And now I'm going into the bathroom. Don't you dare try to interrupt me. Like, don't come near me so yeah gabby today
0: gabby i oh i don't know honestly i i'm gonna have to plead the fifth on this one whoa sorry i know i really didn't feel like connected to anyone in this episode this is
1: a historical moment the first moment of complete <laughs> okay, girl's okay. alienation
0: you know what i'm gonna go out on a, i'm gonna say laird I Laird is um he's agreeable, he's really trying to make everyone happy and he doesn't uh he, he kind of makes himself look pathetic. <laughs> and I feel like I've I've been in that situation. Not as a not as a rule, but as a I, I, I saw that in Laird and I was like, Yeah, I feel like I've been there. Yeah.
2: He, Who among us has that, honestly. Yeah.
1: yeah. He is such a little saint. Um <laughs> truly like, too pure for this show
2: yeah the
1: the next segment we do is fit check every episode we pick an outfit that really spoke to us on an aesthetic and spiritual level um and showcase it
2: god okay you guys go first i'm trying to think of like the fits yeah
0: i loved um i don't want to say loved but jessa's like alexa chung reformation fit really spoke to me i was like this is like so at the of- carnival and she was wearing yes yeah. like it was so of its time just the hold on alexa likes her to speaking
2: alexa stop <laughs> oh sorry girl <laughs> we'll so to
0: you. she um, had something to say she was like i'm relating to this girl oh i love it. um no but it, it felt so of its time and i'm sh- think i have that exact outfit that like olive turtleneck black um overall fit it's definitely like giving made well girly um but it's kind of it's a classic for a reason and i will dress like that until i'm buried because that's all i have in my closet it's good to know your uniform you know exactly what about you
1: i 100 agree as a long time i won't say her first name but miss chung lover um that i for similar reasons really i was just hit hard by that outfit I'll give a special shout out to Elijah's like palm print hoodie um this was a horrible like Coachella core item of clothing that everyone I know had at some point in college um myself included so it was nice to see stuff from jackthreads.com represented on the big screen um a business that has since gone and I'm happy about that
2: Um, okay all right I think I might be the little chihuahua like she was wearing a really cute little sweater and I think I can get behind that like I feel like it's like on me, it would be, like, a cropped sweater. It would have, like, a little girly motif to it, and I would wear it with, like, Adidas shorts, and I'd, you know, feel really, really good about myself. So, yeah.
0: I love it.
1: And then our final segment are the MVP and the LVPs of the episode Most Valuable and Least Valuable Players.
2: Okay. Um... I guess my MVP is Hannah because I think she really showcases a lot of emotional growth. She's like, this could have been a moment where she makes like her, I mean, she does make it a little about herself, but it's like, she's there for her dad ultimately. And like, she's able to handle the crisis and like, in a way, be like a mediator between her mom and her dad and like, you know, be an emotional like be a rock for her dad in this moment where he's getting divorced and he's like just had bareback sex with a stranger and it's like Mm -hmm. really scary for him. And I would say my LVP, my Lisa Vanderpump. (laughs) Um, um, I would say my LVP is a, can I do a three-way tie? Oh, Oh yeah. Okay, I wanna say it's like, jessa adam and laird because i think they're all living in a hell of their own creation at the moment despite having the clarity of sobriety they're still like i've like maybe they haven't said their amends yet maybe they like haven't done the 12 steps but it's like they're not they're not breaking the patterns that like cause them suffering they've just like removed because it's like with addicts it's like they'll stop drinking but then they'll find something else to replace the drinking so it's like i feel like they're all doing that with their relationships so they're just like finding an extremely volatile person who they're not compatible with who doesn't have like their best interests at heart ultimately and is going to destroy them and they're all in that they're in that lifeboat together
0: that's a really that's a great three-way tie yeah. and a great segue into mine um because both MVP and LVP Laird takes both awards he really um is there for Caroline and her insanity and um is trying but she, he is also um in a hell of his own creation as you said yeah I really
2: feel for him I don't really remember where he ends up in the series so I need to rewatch. but every time he's on screen I'm just like I want I truly want the best for you yeah <laughs> get Sa- the Sackler sister away from him <laughs> the Sackler the, sister the other other Sacklers it's- <laughs> yeah I, know. I always
1: forget that their last name is Sackler like that's such a wacky wild wacky wacky
2: such a buzzword me. last name um, <laughs> do we think that they're just like cut off Sackler <laughs>
1: It would be so funny. If, His if grandma was sending
2: him money. Maybe the grandma like the the weird uncle in succession, where it's like they're related but they're not really involved.
1: <laughs> Caroline, Caroline is a pharma heiress. Like that. Yeah. That would be that's the real twist of the show. Um, my MVP is Elijah for uh, going on a date with Corey Stoll. Just big win in my book. And then my LVP was um i i'm reading this out loud from notes i took and please note this is just a verbatim gut reaction in the moment to what i felt was happening on screen uh tad for being a gay loser non-derogatory um i found his behavior to be very loserish this episode and i feel for him to an extent but it's like get a grip and that's, that's grow up. all Wait. I like to say. Yeah, you are but a you, 65-year-old man. You <laughs> like, lived uh, through
2: the AIDS crisis. Get it together. Like, you must have had some gay friends. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's,
1: it's a, uh, it defied credulity a little bit to see such gay loser behavior being represented on screen. But as always, um, shout out to Peter Scolari for being, like, truly so fantastic in this role. Like, but, I mean, we, we, shout out the casting on this show every week but like he was fantastic this episode he's a good crier a really really good crier
2: I agree I was really moved seeing them sob in unison together
1: (laughs) well Layla thank you so much for being here this was a true delight.
2: you guys thank you for having me this was so fun I love the show so it's an honor
1: um if you would like to be found on social media, where can people find you?
2: Oh yeah. Um I am on threads, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Laylology and I hope to hope to see you guys around. I love girls, I love to talk about it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um
1: you can find I, I don't usually put my Twitter, but you can follow me at FKPigs on Twitter. I can also be found on threads and. <laughs> Blue sky, but I find those two apps to be completely unusable. So I would rather not be found. Right, maintain some mystique.
0: Amazing. You are, are you on Threads? I'm. No, I haven't. I haven't made the switch. Honestly, I, I haven't been that into Twitter lately. I'm not a. I'm not tweeting these days. So what would I have to say on Threads?
2: I mean, yeah, Threads just seems. I don't know why I would want like to hear the thoughts of like, like like, really like a happiness advocate, like influencer type person. Like, no, Um, we we fight you on Twitter. It's like, (laughs) you can't run away. I do.
1: There is exactly one person I've seen who has taken threads by storm. And I, I will shout her out because I think she deserves the platform. I would like to shout out Serena fucking Kerrigan, the queen of oh confidence, God. a former college classmate of mine. Um, Wait, the girl actually, from TikTok? Yes, the girl from TikTok. And oh, Instagram. yeah, she's really yeah. fun. She's very fun on threads, actually. And she's truly the only person who is. And... I have wow. not checked this app in four days, but I'm sure she is thriving and apparently it hit 100 million followers over the weekend. So it
0: might be here to stay. So who knows?
2: But... Um, like, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, I'm done with it already.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah. logging off. Like if it comes to going on threads, it's like just, you have my phone number, you have my email. Like, yeah. And,
1: like 100 million signups is very Netflix being like, two billion people watched like Outer Banks season three and its first 72 hours of viewing. I'm like, it's who? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: When yeah. Netflix is like, we've like a hundred billion minutes have been watched and you're like, I don't know what that means. Like, yeah, no, actually <laughs>
0: that puts nothing into context for me. Um, Like a hundred million people accidentally said, oh shit, no, I don't want to start that. <laughs> exactly.
1: And yeah. at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if a hundred million people are on a platform, if they're all tweeting shit like, or i'm sorry threading shit like uh what's your favorite pop-tart flavor like i don't need to be there like that's yeah. not where that's not, not that like twitter's where like like the grand school of thought is happening right now but like we're not talking about fucking pop-tarts on twitter so let's uh <laughs> let's you know well, keep it
0: people we are
2: we're having a good time on twitter.com i'm still i'm still laughing all day long
1: yeah laughing <laughs> laughing laughing laughin', and um especially thanks to the fine folks who are watching girls and posting um, Alice awesome. Williams, like, Thank cupcake, you. cupcake lips. So. yeah I All do right.
2: I do really appreciate like the new generation who's like watching it and for the first time and sharing it and it's like reminding everyone that it's really good because a lot of people forgot
0: a really? lot of people wanted
2: to complain.
1: Yeah like seeing a Marnie Michaels fan cam set to like two one two, you know, we wouldn't have had those thoughts. Where was 10 that years ago. in
2: 2012? Yeah. Where was that when I needed it? Where was that when I was fighting for like, my life, defending Marnie? Like-, <laughs>
1: like a generation of Gen Z, Gen Alpha people who have um, expert videography skills to do this. Like that's that's it is wonderful artistic work, and I do meet that sort of. Gen you, so <laughs> sweet,
2: sweet.
1: Okay, well, bye, everyone. Until next week, get excited for Japan.
2: Bye. Bye.